Welcome to Podcast Marketing Secrets, the place for entrepreneurs, coaches, and CEOs who are looking to grow their business with a podcast, become a key person of influence in their industry, and get their ideal clients to come to them, also known as Attraction Marketing. I'm your host, Al Morenton. My guest today is Dr. Richard Kay. Richard is best known for working with entrepreneurs to help them accelerate the growth of their businesses. For nearly 24 years, he's assisted people to improve their bottom line. From early stage to well into revenue, he's worked with them all. He is a frequent guest on podcasts and webinars, and has been featured on radio and television programs, including KGTV in San Diego and KTLA in Los Angeles. There was a PBS special about him and the work he was doing. He is the creator of the renowned The Secrets of Empowering Negotiation Program. Richard has presented workshops, programs, and seminars in Australia, France, Japan, and Russia, as well as in the United States. He has shared stages with Lisa Nichols, Mark Victor Hansen, Michael Beckwith, Sharon Lecter, Forbes Riley, and a myriad of others. Richard was awarded the Lifetime Achievement Award by the Top Talent Agency. Richard recently interviewed Dr. John Demartini for the Neuroscience Summit produced by the Los Angeles Tribune. He served on a non-governmental organization, NGO, which is a member of the United Nations, as well as boards of directors of for-profit companies. Richard was a founding member of the Taos Entrepreneurial Network in New Mexico and a former vice president of CEO Space. Richard is the author of the highly acclaimed book, The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life, and he lives with his wife, Angel, in Taos, New Mexico. Welcome to the show, Richard. Hey, I want to meet this guy. Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate it. So why don't you tell us a little bit about um, yourself and, and what got you set on the path you're on now? So I started out as an electronics engineer, Al. Uh, left that, went to chiropractic college, graduated from there in New York, drove out to San Diego to establish what turned out to be a thriving chiropractic practice. I'm going to come back to that in a moment. And maybe 23, 24 years ago, I just shut that. Uh for people who understand, I was meditating and I heard, shut your practice and work with uh, entrepreneurs. I said, really? So three weeks later, I shut down 30 years, drove from San Diego. I already owned 80 acres. As you said, Taos, New Mexico came out here, took a year off and been serving entrepreneurs for over two decades. Let's go back because before we went live, ladies and gentlemen, Al and I had a conversation when I moved to San Diego to start a practice, there were 300 chiropractors there. Some of you can relate to large numbers. And how do you start or grow any business in a crowded space? And Al's shaking your head up and down. Yeah, that's, that's what you do. That's what I do. We help people stand out from the crowd. So how did I do that? I learned about publicity real quickly. Well, what's publicity? Al, I want to make a distinction between PR or press releases and publicity. PR, ladies and gentlemen, from the 50,000-foot view, 
you send out a press release, you make phone calls, or you pay someone to do it, and you pray to God someone's going to say, I want a story here. Does it work? Yeah, there's some really large PR companies out there doing very well for their clients. What we do is different. We guarantee publicity. In my adventure in the beginning, I got myself invited to the morning television talk show in San Diego. And I turned that into getting invited back every month for about a year. That raised my visibility. Then I got an article in the San Diego Tribune. Hello, that's visibility. There was no internet back then, by the way. I don't think the word been invented yet. Then I got an article in the Los Angeles Times. That raises visibility even more. And ladies and gentlemen, publicity does only one thing for you. It adds to your credibility. So I'd say watch this, but it's a podcast, so listen to this. The next thing, and this is a pivot point, I get a phone call from the producer of ABC News in San Diego. And she asks, who are you? We're seeing your name around. We're hearing your name. Well, now I've got a segment on the 630 News. Shortly after that, Al, I got a similar phone call from a producer at PBS. Who are you? We're hearing. Well, now I got a PBS special about me. Ladies and gentlemen, that's what publicity does. You want people to say, they're talking about you. Who are you? I want to know who you are. This makes sense, doesn't it, Al? Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah, so that's what publicity does. And when I, I, I do things differently now, Al, now I help people get a best-selling book guaranteed. Now, you're in the marketing business, and ladies and gentlemen, if you're like me, you get emails. Hey, write a best-selling book using AI in 30 seconds, and you know, that's BS. You can't do that. Uh, I'm an editor also, and when I get something that's AI, I send it back. I said, do it over. This will not cut it, not with our clients. Why do you want a best-selling book? Al, I'm, I'm going to ask you a rhetorical question because I, I, I don't want to create any dissonance. So ladies and gentlemen, in the quietness of your mind, and Al, you too, guess how many books are released every single day? I guarantee you'll be astonished. Seven and a half thousand new books every single day. How do you stand out from the crowd? With a number one best-selling book, Al, that's what makes you stand out from the crowd. Doesn't make a difference what specialty you do, what business you are in. A book gives you credibility. Now, back then, I had a different book today, and that was called The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life. We'd all want that. You'd want that, wouldn't you, Al? Yeah. How, do you, yeah. how do you take a client and turn them into a raving fan? That's what that book is about. You can get it on Amazon, Secrets of Creating Customers for Life. And as long as I brought that up, I want to make a distinction between a client and a customer. Okay. A, a client, you go to the gas station, you go to the supermarket, you pays your money, you gets your service, it's done. There's no continuing relationship. A client is someone that you want to keep around forever. 
And if you open up the dictionary, some people still use dictionaries or look on the internet, the meaning's pretty much alike. Why did I call it customers for life? It flows more easily and people don't always get what the word client is. A client is someone you nurture to turn them into a raving fan. Again, this makes sense, doesn't it, Al? That's what you do. You want to keep them around. And you want them to go, you want them to go out and rave and tell everyone they know about you. So when you apply, and ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you something later on. I've got a gift for your audience, Al. Uh, it's going to help you get people to say, I choose you. That's what you want people to do. When I was practicing with 300 chiropractors, I wanted to say, I choose you, Richard. I choose you, Dr. K, whatever they called me. That's who you want people to be. And I'm going to give you a free gift later on, a, PB, a, a PDF as well as a video to help people do that for you. So how do you get to that place with the number one book? Al, you know the expression, it's not what you know, it's who you know. You know that expression, yes? Yep. We take it another step further. It's who knows you. It's who knows you. And that's what makes the difference. That's like the lady from ABC and the lady from PBS calling and saying, I've heard your name. They didn't know who I was. But whatever they saw or heard, make them pick up the phone and say, I want you. I want you on the news. I want you on PBS. That's pretty cool. You'd agree with that, yes? Oh, yeah. So now I'm no longer in the bottom. I was the most visible chiropractor in town way back then. So how do you get there? Now, some of you say, oh, I don't, I'm not a writer. Yeah, most of our clients are not. You need good ghostwriting. That's one of the services we provide. And it's your story, not ours. We go back and forth so it's spoken in your voice. When it's your voice, it's your book. As a matter of fact, we have a book release tomorrow. It's a soft book, a, a, an ebook, a soft launch. And we've, this is a compilation book. We've got 23 authors. And quite frankly, I just sent out an email. Any of you on my mailing list got it. And then we're doing a live broadcast tomorrow on StreamYard, this, this track. 23 authors promoting a book. What does that do for you? Makes you a number one bestseller. That's only one way. Most of our books are single author books. Al, you'd rather have a single author book. Uh, compilation book's good. And all 23 of these authors are our clients. So they've got their number one best-selling book and now another one. And that goes out when you go out to market your services. You say, I'm a number one best-selling author. We'd all like that. That's what happens to you when you know people and they know you. I'm going to give you an example. My The woman who is now my wife, when we met, she writes fantasy. She writes fairy tales. So kids develop emotional muscle, emotional strength, develop increased emotional intelligence. So they don't go out and shoot up kids and shoot up schools and kill people. She spent over $200,000 trying to get her book to the world. She went through a couple of publishers and got pretty much zero. She came to our company, 
started working with us. Then we obviously met and got married. She is now an award-winning author. She's been written about in USA Today. She's now a columnist for the Los Angeles Tribune. She's won seven awards. And at a gala we're going to in a couple of weeks, we know she's going to win an eighth award. Been interviewed by Authority Magazine, magazine four or five times. Ladies and gentlemen, if you had to make a decision to work with somebody who is yeah, pretty good at what they do, or someone who has those kinds of accolades, awards, and interviews, who would you rather work with? That could be you. And Al, I'm not going to sit here for four hours, no, I don't have four hours, and just talk. But I am going to share in a little bit, ladies and gentlemen, including you, Al, how you can get on radio. That would be interesting, you know, to, to know how you can get interviewed and get on stages. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So let me share with you how to do that. You're, I don't care, again, what you do. You're in a crowded field. And watch this. Al, where do you live? Uh Buckeye, Arizona. Okay. So do you have any talk radio stations? You you may not in Buckeye, but you got them in Phoenix. You got them in Phoenix. Yeah. You got them all over the place. Ladies and gentlemen, you've got talk radio. Where I live in Taos, New Mexico, no, we don't have talk radio. So you have talk radio there. And this is a prelude to the gift I'm going to give you later on. Al, do you listen to talk radio at all? Um, not really. Not really. Okay. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you do, you probably know that they typically have three guests an hour. They typically, the talk shows are typically three hours a day. They typically have three different talk shows during the, the, the three guests an hour, three shows a day, three, uh, three guests. You get it. It's a lot. Times five weeks times five days a week, times 50 weeks a year, allowing for the host to have a couple of weeks off. If any of you are doing math, that's 6,750 guests they need. Can you imagine that, Al? How many, guests, yeah, how many guests do you need? You're always out looking for guests. This is what's called terrestrial radio. They are looking for guests. Al, ladies and gentlemen, they need you more than you need them. Or how the heck do you pitch them? How do you get their attention? Al, I think you'd agree that a book would be one good way to do that. Wouldn't, wouldn't it be? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have a book, say, I'm, a, I'm, I'm the specialist. I know this stuff because I have the book about it. And it's a best-selling book. That speaks volumes to a show producer. So, ladies and gentlemen, you may want to take some notes. When I was doing this in my early days, Al, you remember what the yellow pages are uh, or were? I used the yellow pages. Don't bother going to the show host, unless it's a webinar or even then, you know, podcasts and webinars. Some of you have VAs. That's the person you go to. On terrestrial radio and on television, you want to go to the producer. Today it's easy. 
Find a, a, a talk show that you like listening to. Make sure it's something that you want. For me, I'm not a particular sports fan, so I did watch the game last night and watch Denver beat uh, whoever they were playing in the last moment. If you're talking business, you may want may not want to be a guest on a sports program. Find a show that fits your niche. And these days, there are shows all over the place that will fit virtually any niche that you are in. Listen to it. Make sure it's compatible. Make sure you have some kind of rapport that you can connect energetically with the host. No matter what he or she is about, you want to make sure it's compatible. Every now and then, for my amusement, I turn in some, tune into some talk shows from uh, Albuquerque. And I said, geez, I'm glad I don't listen to that stuff. I would not want to be on those shows. You're going to pitch them. Now, ladies and gentlemen, most of them don't care about you. That may sound like a harsh statement. When I spoke to Al via text and email about being on this show, I didn't tell him how wonderful, great all my stuff. I said, here's what your audience is going to get out of it. That's what every stage producer every show host, every screener, they want to know what the audience is going to get at it. I'm putting together a masterclass now on uh, profitable, powerful publicity. And Al, I, maybe I'll even put it in the show notes for you because this is exactly what it's going to be night about. And the guests I'm inviting on, I said, Give me five or six bullet points that the audience is going to come away with. Now, I know these people. They're very dear friends. I want to know what is my audience going to get out of it. I don't care who you are. That's what you want to pitch to the producer of the program. When you pitch, give yourself a snappy title. Again, I'm not going to embarrass anybody by asking, but I'm going to tell you. 75 trillion emails are never open. Now, you know that. How many emails do you swipe, get rid of? You never open them. It's the subject line. So come up with a good title about what you are doing. Give them a short review of who you are, what your credentials are, and a couple of bullet points, what the audience is going to get out of it. Now, I'm going to do a sidebar here and pause. Before you attempt to get on anything, please make sure you understand, again, it's not about you, and get media trained, especially if you're pitching a live stage or television. You must be media trained. There are too many people out there today who understand the media. And, for example, we get people articles in the Los Angeles Tribune, and as I mentioned, USA Today and the Los Angeles Tribune magazine. And people are very often pitching me, and they're writing sales pitches. No, it's a newspaper. It's a magazine. Newsweek, Time. We get you in these publications. They're not sales pieces. As a matter of fact, your, your resume in the bottom may only be 20 or 30 words. Yeah, you can put your website. It's not a sales piece. So when you're pitching, you're not pitching sales. You're pitching what 
intellectual property, as it would be, that the audience is going to come away with. You with me on this, Al? Tracking? Yeah, yeah. Good. And so you want to get media trained. When you are on the show, do not use industry-specific words. Don't use big words to try and impress the host of the audience. If you do, you have lost the listening. Al, you know this from your own experience. When someone uses a fancy word, and I don't know as many of the other guests you have it on, your mind goes, what does that mean? And they're off in the ethers trying to figure, well, you know, I don't, I, I don't understand that word. You've lost them. If you feel you must use a fancy word, I'll call it, you better explain it. Now, Al and I were talking again pre-show that I was a chiropractor. I still am. I just don't practice. I surrendered, I think, five licenses to work with entrepreneurs. When I would give what we call a review of the findings and go over things with the new patient, I might say, Mildred, you have, you're looking at the x-rays, you have a subluxation. And your, your eyes go, well, what's that about? Said, what that means is you one of the spinal bones of vertebra is out of place, interfering with the nerve messages that come from above, down, inside out. That's what that word means. So you've demonstrated that you know your stuff, and you've also helped the patient bridge the gap between the unknown and the known. And that is so important. Make sure your answers are fairly succinct. When a show host asks you a question, and Al, you may have had guests like this, and they just ramble on and on. You know, on podcasts and webinars, it's different because that, that's the invitation here. When you're out there on terrestrial television, radio, you want to be short. You want to be explanatory. My goal here, ladies and gentlemen, is to give you some new knowledge, perhaps put it into your brain so you can go do things. And I'm going to give you a way to reach out to me later if you want any solutions to any of these things. Because I'm, I told Al right up front, I'm here to serve Al and I'm here to serve you as the audience. I do so many of these. It's not about me anymore. I'm retired. It's about how can I serve everyone else within my sphere. I don't, again, I don't know anything about sports. Have you got any questions so far as we're moving along here? No, it's a, it, it all makes sense. You know, like as, as far as, you know, you're talking about building sustained, you, you know, um, uh, publicity or whatever you want to call it. And, and like recognition, I guess you would say as a thought leader in your industry, and this is something that lasts and will, you know, bring a snowball kind of effect to your business as far as, you know, sustainability. Is that, that, that correct? That's exactly what you want to do. And that snowball effect happens. And I just, I'm just a metaphor, but I'm going to use it again as an example. From a morning talk show to the San Diego Tribune to Los Angeles Times, 630 News, ABC, PBS, that snowballs. You want people talking about you, and you want them talking about you in a good way, by the way. And when the, another couple of things we do for our larger clients, our ladies and gentlemen, if you are really out there and want even more, we have people now being interviewed at the NASDAQ studio in New York. 
and that's broadcast on many other stations. And for even our larger clients, we have a contract with Bloomberg that we are now doing documentaries of people. Some of you may want your own magazine. You know, it's one thing to say, hey, I've been in an interview and here's an article about me in such and such magazine. What does it mean when you say I'm the publisher and editor of my magazine? Now, what does that do for you? Talk about credibility. And by the way, that's a moneymaker because you sell ad, you sell ads, people submit stories. We have our own magazine, the Top Talent Agency. Uh, the, the, the name of the business, by the way, is Top Talent Agency, and the website is toptagency.com, toptagency.com. You can take a look at what we do from Newsweek, and uh, uh, I got into Forbes long before that. And by the way, that's one of the things I talk about in building my own credibility. I talk about having a PBS special, talk about being featured in Forbes says, hey, this guy's pretty cool. He's been out there before. That's what you want people to see. If you have awards. Now, Al, I've been in this particular business 24 years. If I listed everything, people would get bored. I don't bother to do that. I put the most salient features. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you something. You're going to want to get perhaps something to write it with. If you're old school, I love it. Pen and paper. If not, make a note on your keyboard. What I'm going to give you is what I created for myself, and it's called the top 10 reasons people listen to Dr. Richard K. And I'm the metaphor, but it's an example of why people want to listen to me, whether I'm on a stage, podcast, pitching anyone. And the URL for that is richardk.com. R-I-C-H-A-R-D-K-A-Y-E.com forward slash top 10 reasons, T-O-P-T-E-N-R-E-A-S-O-N-S. And it's all one word, no, no punctuation. There's two things there. One is a one sheet, eight and a half by 11, with 10 things. Then I've turned it into a video. I said, oh, I edit video. I produce video. So I turned it into a video. Why? Video is dynamic. People get to see. You, me, Al, we we all want activity. Such short attention spans today. So I think it's less than one minute. And it's top 10 reasons people listen to me. And when I send that to particularly radio programs, Whenever I get selected, I don't get picked all the time. It's really crowded out there. Often people will say, you know, that helped me make the decision. Al, do you want to talk about people getting on television too? Or do you have any questions about what we've covered so far? Or do you want to move television? What, what serves you best? So, yeah, yeah um, is, well, number one, is, is it still valuable to be on television you know, um, with the advent of social media and everything like that, is it still as valuable? Um, I know radio is for sure, but, uh, and, and then, yeah, we'd like to see, uh, you know, um, some strategies for that. But yeah, I could attest to like what you're saying though, you know, cause I, I've been in fitness and wellness most of my life, you know, since the eighties 
and I wrote a I, I wrote a book in 2007 or eight. Um, you know, it was called Better Living with Whole Foods, and uh, um, it was a real book. You know, and like like you know, tons of thought and it helped people. You know, and mm -hmm. uh, but it got me recognition. It was like I did, I did you know I whatever you know signings and all that kind of stuff and but like in the local community like it, it made me stand out like you're saying because because you know you know orange county right you, you know and that's and that's where i was from there i mean there was like multiple uh fitness businesses on the same block you know like <laughs> let alone in the same city you know so you know, you know hundreds and hundreds of them so that that made me stand out and you know and, and then i got the award from the chamber of commerce the small business of the year you know and then that 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 set me off even more so all, all that kind of recognition and publicity it has a lasting effect on your business if you could position it well and that's the key you know these days <laughs> I drive to Santa Fe to see my chiropractor. It's an hour and a half. We go through a town called Española, and there's a cannabis store about every 500 feet. You know, back then it was health and fitness every 500 or 1,000 feet. It's like, boy, the culture has changed. And yeah. what you mentioned is so important. You stand out from the crowd. And you know, let's go back to one of the very beginning things. When you get those awards and accolades, ladies and gentlemen, whether you get them through us or any place else, send out press releases, call your local people, let them know. Let, I mean, how cool to get a, a local story about you in the newspaper or get featured on the radio. Even better in a magazine because that lasts longer. Newspapers, you know, where we live, it may be out by you too. We have a weekly. We don't even have a daily. We have a weekly. Uh, it's a small town. So let's talk about television. And this is one of the things we work with people. And it's called media training. Uh, before I get to that, I want to talk about something else. We do not work with people to put them on stages to sell anybody. There are many, many people out, you know, you're in business, who will teach you how to suck every penny out of the room that you can. That's not a nice way to do business. You're, you're building scarcity. And by the way, if everyone in the room buys your product, you price too low. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to hear that. If everyone in the room buys what you're selling, your price is too low. You got to raise it. You want a selective crowd. So we work with people for attraction and enrollment. You want people to say, tell me more. I want to know what you got. I want to know more about you. Okay, that's enough about that. Now let's go to television. You must be media trained. Now we're a podcast, so you cannot see. But Al, if I was doing this show with you and my eyes are gazing over the ceiling and over the wall, uh, how engaged would you perceive me to be? Yeah, exactly. Not not very. <laughs> yeah. So Al and I, during this whole 30-minute segment so far, we're both eyeball to eyeball. That's what you want to be when you are on television. I'll talk about a live stage a, a little bit differently. You're either looking at the camera or looking at the host. You're looking at the camera or looking at the host. 
Now it's okay if you're a visual person to go, you know, look up and pull some information in so you can respond to a question. The biggest thing is be present with the interviewer. Or when I was on television, on that morning television talk show, there were two of them. There was a man and a woman. They were co-hosts. And you'd alternate eye contact between both and then straight at the camera. Honor who you are speaking with. Excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, this ain't just television. When you're having a conversation with a person, we still do that these days, now that this COVID crisis, we still do meet people. Be present with them. Don't be checking your phone. And my God, if you go on television, they may ask you, sometimes they don't. Turn your freaking phone off. Let it be someplace else. When Al and I started this, I made sure the ringer on my phone was off. Be present. Answer questions succinctly. Don't bother to tell the host, that was a brilliant question. They know it's BS. Just answer the question. So, you know, how did you do this? The way I did it, just answer the question. You're not there to placate or blow smoke. You're there to serve the audience. The only reason. You're not allowed to sell on radio or television or on po most podcasts, you're not allowed to sell. I didn't even ask Al because I'm not here selling anything. I'm here to give you some information. And, you know, truth in advertising. If you want, you'll reach out to me and we can have a conversation. I don't have a pitch. I don't have an offer. I'm not going to tell you you have to buy it in the next 28 and a half seconds or your life's ruined forever. You all see these things. You get these kinds. You get them all the time, right, Al? Oh, yeah. It's called fear of missing out. I don't know who came up with that. It's a lousy expression. It ain't ever going to happen. There's always plenty. In my world, that comes from a place of scarcity. I got to get you while you're still interested. Now, again, in our world, it's attract and enroll. We'll have a conversation. And by the way, if you want to have a conversation, talkaboutpublicity.com. One word, talkaboutpublicity.com takes you right to my calendar, to my Calendly link. We'll set up 30 minutes. We can explore how I may be able to serve you. you know, being retired gives me a little advantage. So, you know, we can play. So let's go back to television. Give information to the audience. Now, depending on the nature of the show back then, I didn't wear a suit, but I wore a sport jacket and a nice shirt and a tie. Today, view the show, see what the guests, see what kind of attire it is, and always dress up, never dress down. First impressions are so friggin' important. And I'll share a very personal story with you. My wife, I told you about my wife and her fairy tales. Oh, by the way, if you're interested in that, if you have kids or grandkids between 7 and 12 or 13, you want to read these books. They're so highly acclaimed. Angela Lee, A-N-G-E-L-A-L-E-G-H dot com. Angela Lee dot com. And she's on webinars and podcasts, and now she's on stages. And she came into my office this morning. She says, well, I have my Zoom attire on. She had her pajamas on the bottom and dressed nicely on the top. <laughs> And so you can do that, except when you're on live television or live stages. Um, 
there's a fellow that I, I don't know him personally, but I was at a conference once and he was one of the speakers. And I said to my partner back then, I said, geez, he's wearing exactly the same thing he was when I saw him 15 years ago. He looked like a slob and it wasn't an outfit. You know, there are some actors who, you know, like, like um, Peter Falk in the TV show Columbo. That was his persona, you know? Uh, by the way, one more question, you know, but that was his persona. You're going to go out, you got to look sharp. If you come out and you're chewing gum and, you know, you look less than professional and you know it for yourself, ladies and gentlemen, you've seen people like that and it's a turnoff. First impressions last a long time a long, long time. So come out, dress better than the audience. You, you don't have to wear a three-piece suit anymore. Um, we're going on the marketer's cruise again this year. There will be people, and this is, we have 450 cabins on a, a major cruise ship. There will be people there in tuxedos. There will be people there in gowns, ladies there in gowns. I don't even own a tuxedo. When we're doing the business, first part of the day is business. Rest of that, we say it's schmoozing and cruising. Well, Caribbean cruising, it will be very casual because that's the accepted attire. So what's that about? That's about dress the attire for the venue where you are. Now, this is a podcast, so you can't tell that I'm naked. No, I'm wearing a nice shirt. You just You can't tell. But, but I had other podcasts today. So, you know, always look as people say, I like that look. I, I want to know who you are. So what questions have come up, Al? We've covered a lot of space. What kind of questions have you got? Um, do, do you work more with established um, business owners or, or, you know, like people like the, a lot of times are like the best kept secret, you know, and they're, in their industry or their community and and what you offer can help to bring them out or do you also work with startups the answer is yes now, how can you do that well i'm going to start at our top end client who happens to be a billionaire no kidding and he hasn't written his book yet we keep saying write the freaking book he wanted to get on NASDAQ. He wanted to get in USA Today. He wanted to grace stages. Our next most abundant, financially abundant client is the CEO and owner of a multi-hundred million dollar company called Nucalm, N-U-C-A-L. N-U-C-A-L-M. It's amazing technology. Raises serotonin. You put earphones on and a skin patch and it's like nirvana. He also wanted NASDAQ. He wanted television. He wanted stages. And we keep saying, Jim, write a book. He's going to win an award with us at the gala we're going to next week also. We work with people who are just emerging, who want to, as I did when I started my chiropractic practice, get out and bypass the traffic lane and take the carpool lane with us as your partner so that you can accelerate the growth of your business quicker than you may ever imagine. And again, uh, Angela, who's my wife, we've talked about that. She was just emerging when she started. She hadn't a clue. How, well, that's not fair. 
She was not skilled in speaking on stages and doing podcasts and doing webinars and doing interviews. I mean, she's gone to the point where in her training, she's been invited to be a co-host on television. University of New Mexico called, New Mexico called her one day and said, hey, I, you know, I've heard about you, I've seen you. Uh, we'd like you to teach here at New University of New Mexico, UNM. So she's now an adjunct faculty member. What does it do when you put something like that on your CV, on your curriculum vitae, in your resume? You're now above the crowd. So if you, ladies and gentlemen, are in a place where you have the desire to explore, to build your credibility by having the kind of awareness that you'd like people to have about you, reach out, let's explore if it's a possibility and let's talk about publicity.com. And we're not for everybody. I'll tell you quite candidly, Al, everyone is interviewed. They interview me as well as I interview them. I wanna make sure that they're a prospect that we can serve. In today's culture, if we screw someone, what are they going to do? They're going to go on social and say, man, I worked with them and they suck. Remember, go back to earlier on raving fans. Um, we have a young lady who is about to have an article re released in the Los Angeles Tribune. And quite transparently, my wife is one of our ghostwriters. And she spoke with this client and said, I had no idea it was such a big article. I thought it was going to be like a, pa a paragraph or two. We will always underpromise, but we always overdeliver. If you call me up and say, we want to talk, I'm going to ask you a question. What's your end game? What do you want to do? The vast majority of our clients in the language that's specific to what they do say, I want to serve. I, 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 I want to serve people. That's a prospect. If someone says, I want to lie on the beach in Tahiti and drink margaritas, I'm not interested. Nothing wrong with lying on the beach and drinking margaritas, as long as that's not the ultimate game. As long as they have the desire to serve humanity, because that's what we are about. Uh, a couple of months, a uh, month ago, so David, the president of the company, oh, who, who the company, I mentioned top talent agency, the president of the company, Al, you may have heard of guerrilla marketing, J. Conrad Levinson. David was CEO of that company where they sold 23 million books in 62 different languages. He knows just a little, actually he knows a lot <laughs> about the publishing and publicity business. And again, it's who knows us. And part of the celebration, the gala last week, I mean, Jay's dead, but it's an honor of that. It's, it's a celebration. So you want to get out there. You want to know how you can serve people and be a servant leader. Show up. So, yeah, that, that's our, our, our ideal client is someone who has a mission, a passion. Like my wife, her thing saving kids. And when parents and kids have those kinds of conversations, these kids hopefully grow up with more stuff than to go out and shoot somebody because they you know, gave them a sideways glance or something. And uh, most of these kids are on drugs, but that's another whole conversation. <laughs> so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, that, that's awesome, though. You know, and uh, um, you know, it's awesome that you were. You know, you work specifically with people that have you know purpose and you know are want to help others, want to help community or or, or the, you know the world in general. And what I'm finding is uh, a large majority of entrepreneurs actually you know, that, that is their goal, you know, like they, they do want to help in, in that way. Sometimes they get lost, you know, and, and they, you know, and, and they go to the, you know, the marketing seminars and then all of a sudden they get caught up in the money part. But, um, and, and that's why it's good to have, you know, mission and vision and all that. But, uh, um, but yeah, uh, um, you having that specific, uh, um, you know, uh, niche that you're working with you know that that do have that in mind is a it's a it's super awesome you know because that's the kind of businesses that you want out there you want you know we're all in this together kind of a thing and and you want to be able to help people and um you want to like it makes what you're doing too more authentic as well right it makes it easy for you to help them get the publicity and recognition and help them along the way because they des- actually deserve it because of their of their goals. Yeah. And yeah, as, as long as the goal is congruent with ours, because we want raving fans. We don't want people going out and saying they suck. And I, I kind of lost track before I mentioned I started to mention that um, David and I were invited to a conference a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. and we released one of our clients' books. And she's an amazing lady. Within a very short time, she sold over 300 books. Now, Al, if your name's John Grisham, that's a nanosecond in sales. For you and me, 300 books in an hour or two, that's number one stuff. And it doesn't make a difference if you already have a book. Let me uh, give you an example. In the larger view, there are three kinds of publishers. One of the big boys, the randoms, the putnams, those kinds of publishers. If they were to take you on, they're going to ask you, what's your marketing budget? In reality, publishing is a fancy word for printing. That's all they do. They're going to own you for five years, depending on the company, three, four, five years. They own the copyright on the book. They also own most of the money you get a few pennies per book sold. But what do you get? You get bragging rights. I got a you know, a Putnam published book. Right. Show me the money, Jerry. Then Al, there's you and me as an individual. You and I can write a book, and this is what most people do. That's the majority of those 7,500 books every single day. They're Kindle published. You get the money uh, other than uh, what Amazon takes. And uh, most of the books are horrendous. I haven't looked at yours, so there's not a judgment. I don't know. But most of the books are horrendous. Lousy covers, you know, they they hired somebody to do an AI cover or they hired someone who says, I can do you a cover. The layout sucks. It's difficult reading. It's not edited and nobody buys it except I spoke to one young man. I I looked him up on Amazon. I said, your books at, uh, I said, four and a half million out of, out of 33 million books on Amazon. I said, maybe your mother bought it. He said, no, she didn't even read it. <laughs> so, and then we're in the middle of that spectrum. You know, we talk, I don't need to say anything. We guarantee the results because it's a, it's a representation of us.
us. It's what we stand for is excellence. And again, we're releasing a book tomorrow that's going to be very, very exciting. It's called Gorilla Education. And what, what is it about? Um, you'll be hearing this, ladies, after the ladies and gentlemen, after the release, because we're just recording this today. But go online and look for it, Guerrilla Education. 23 stories about how you can do business, have marvelous businesses without your classic scholastic stuff. Now, we're not against school. I mean, I've got degrees. You know, I did my thing. We're not against that. It's just there are more things than that on how to build business. And that's what the essence of this book is about. And again, they're, they're all clients of ours. And if you have a desire, we've got another compilation book coming up. You know, we can explore that. You've got my contact information. And we're here to serve people. That's, that's what we do. And we make it fun. That's awesome. That's awesome. How long does the process usually take? Like if uh, um, when a client comes on board, to um, like as long as they're willing to do some work. Yeah. It, it, it depends on where they are. If they have a book out uh, and they own the copyright, and if we change 20%, it's a new book. If they uh, own the copyright, we edit it, we review it, we go back and forth, back and forth. If they don't have a book, we, uh, we I, I tell people, we drill boreholes into your head. No, we interview you and find out what is your story. It's not a sales story. And by the way, ladies and gentlemen, your business is woven through the book, but it's not an overt sales. It can take uh, maybe six months, four to six months to get it out there because we put it in our pipeline to make sure that your book shines like everyone else. And we don't always have openings. That's not fear of missing out. And we've got you know, a limited number of people working. So with our release tomorrow, our computer guys going crazy. Well, that's not current. He's working a little overtime to make sure it works on Kindle, because you translate from writing to electronic. It doesn't always translate perfectly. So I'd figure four to six months. Right on. That's awesome. Very cool. That's beautiful. And um, is there anything else that you think? Yeah, own who you are. Ladies and gentlemen, many, many people are afraid of going out. I spoke with a very dear friend of mine and uh, she's in Hawaii. We, we spoke last night. I, I know this young lady for probably over a decade. She said, I don't like publicity. Okay, how are you gonna grow your business? You must be the spokesperson. It's your soul in the company. Forget politics, forget business. You know, who did you see? Bill Gates, Steve Jobs? You didn't see the vice president or the CFO. You must take point of the publicity. And if you want that training, reach out to us. We can help you gain your confidence. When we do smaller private retreats, you're up in front of a loving group of maybe 15 or 20 people. And you're going to learn 
how to speak, how to engage the audience, how to have very, we've all been there, probably back in school when a teacher just spoke monotone for an hour and you say, get me out of here. You must learn how to project, how to be present. Now I have a fairly level of energy. There are people out in the, you know, so it, 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 and it's okay if that's you, don't force it. So if you want to know how to create that stage presence so people are attracted to you. I mean, today you can go all over YouTube or Facebook and, and find this, YouTube, and find this stuff. You need one-on-one -on -one training or one-on-a-few training. So that's one of the things we work with our clients. Again, why? Because if you're out on stage and you're one of our clients, I don't want people to say, man, she sucks. You know, I want them to say, wow, what a speaker. And it takes time to get there. That's more than four to six months. Own your passion. Be authentic and show up the way people can see you. You know, there are people all over the myriad seminars, workshops, and programs. Learn how to stand in your power. That, that, in spite of what I said before, I love that question. I will tell you something that I've not spoken with people before. Own your authentic power. People will be attracted to you. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think people understand how important that is, you know, besides just getting the publicity, you know, actually being prepared with how to have a presence and how to actually deliver a message in specific sound bites, you know, so that you are attractive to media and they will invite you back because they see, oh, this person knows how to interact, you know, when the camera's on or when the microphone's on and he doesn't just ramble on or whatever, you know, um, you know, all of that training that you're providing to people is just so crucial, you know, to, for sustained business success and it's um, empowering for the people, but, you know, and being able to fast track them at the, you know, or, or you know, as a as a business owner, being able to be fast tracked, that that's um, that's key, key for growth. You know, yeah. And you you triggered something else, something else, something you said triggered something. Be coachable, be coachable. Yeah. A uh, longtime friend of mine develops very high end websites and promotional material, and another guy that I know. I uh, said, so, no, I don't want to do it. I want to do it this way. I want to do it my way. And my good buddy said, it's going to fail. That's not what it takes. You know, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. If you hire somebody, if you hire us, and we make recommendations, we'll give you leeway, but don't say, no, I want it this way. We may not work with you because again i know my buddy's experience and this guy filed a complaint against the guy with the organization i was working with and when the developer said hey here's here's the thread here's what i told him here's what he wanted we told him it was going to fail like hello so be coachable ladies and gentlemen if you're going to engage someone to be a coach or a mentor mentor pay attention you don't have to agree with them all the time but for God's sakes, there I'm, I'm a big advocate of learning from mistakes. Al, I'd rather learn from someone else's mistakes. So <laughs> for sure. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right on. Well, thank you for sharing your insights with the audience and with myself as well. You know, I really, really appreciate it. And lots of valuable um, insights that you did share. So um, I, um, I know you mentioned it already, but can you men mention the, your calendar uh, website again? Sure. We'll, we'll be sure to put it in the show notes and all that good stuff as well. Thank you. That is talkaboutpublicity.com. Talkaboutpublicity, all one word, dot com. Take you right to my calendar. And the gift for you is... Uh, richardk.com, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-K-A-Y-E.com forward slash top 10 reasons. Use it as a template. Play with it. And if you want coaching on it, reach out to me. I'll see how I can serve you with that. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll be, should be sure to put that in the show notes as well. But thank you very much for that gift. We really appreciate it. And again, we appreciate you coming on the show and sharing your valuable insights. Al, thanks for allowing me to serve you and your audience. Much appreciated.